Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Northeast floods and twisters. I've never witnessed something like this before in my life. A break on the fire lines. Over the next couple of days, we're going to see the fire behavior diminish. Chipping away at Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court's 5-4 to four ruling truly is stunning. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. A cascade of water at a New York City subway station, just one of many catastrophic scenes playing out in the Northeast as the remnants of Hurricane Ida dump historic amounts of rain. Water inundating a New York City bus and all over the region. Homes are flooded, basements taking on water. Tornadoes were spawned by the storm, too. In Mullica Hill, New Jersey, at least nine homes were destroyed. It's like a war zone. The one house over there, there's nothing left of it. CBS's Mola Lenghi says at least nine deaths in three states are blamed on the ferocious weather. Look at that tornado! A tornado tore through southern New Jersey, possibly the strongest to ever hit the state. It ripped the sides off some homes and turned others into a pile of rubble. The storm sent water pouring into New York City subways, forcing all trains to stop. Oh, my God! Rain flooded the streets, reaching some car windows. Oh, (laughs) Cars are floating! And lifting others right off the road. The National Weather Service issued a flash flood emergency for the first time ever in New York City. In Brooklyn, rescue crews worked to save drivers trapped in the flood. Parts of the region got three inches of rain in just an hour, believed to be a record in the area. The destruction in the Northeast came after Ida wreaked havoc in parts of Virginia and Maryland, burying cars in mud. And in the Annapolis area, a tornado tore down power lines. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Berardelli on why the storm delivered such a late punch. Ida merged with a jet stream and a cold front. So it supercharged Ida and it wrung out all the moisture, all that tropical moisture connection, wrung it out right on top of New York City. President Biden is expected to visit Louisiana tomorrow to check on the damage done by Hurricane Ida. CBS's Omar Villafranca is on Grand Isle, a barrier island rendered uninhabitable by the storm. Homes were blown apart by Ida's ferocious winds. Power lines snapped and twisted. Seven miles of barrier island stripped of life-sustaining infrastructure. We surveyed the destruction with Mayor David Camerdale. 100% of the buildings, major damage. 85% is total. We have no food, we have no water, 
and we have no electricity. Those who stayed behind have started to rebuild, and supplies are starting to arrive. I'm Jim Crisula in Chacohula, Louisiana. Farmers are assessing the damage from Hurricane Ida's 150-mile-per-hour winds. Sugar cane and rice plants in the Bayou Parishes southwest of New Orleans are smashed to the ground. In southern Mississippi, pecan growers are checking on hurricane damage to their trees. Now to northern California, CBS's Carter Evans says winds that have pushed the big Caldor fire are expected to die down over the next several days. The Caldor fires pushing east toward the Nevada state line over terrain so dry and dangerous. Officials say they may be forced to let it burn for miles. This is some steep, rugged, nasty country, and it's just not safe in a lot of it to put our firefighters up there in that stuff. Many of the more than 4,200 firefighters attacking this place have now been working nonstop for 19 straight days, using everything from helicopter water drops to bulldozers and hand tools. So far, they've been able to keep the flames away from South Lake Tahoe, partly by lighting backfires and clearing brush to slow the fire's advance. Late last night, the U.S. Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four decision, denied an emergency appeal to block enforcement of a new Texas abortion law. Legal analyst Lori Levinson. By not taking a position, the court is essentially saying that the women in Texas will not be able to receive these services. And that in itself flies in the face of Roe v. Wade. The law bans abortions after six weeks and allows private citizens to be the enforcers in civil court to act against anyone involved in an abortion other than a patient. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy tweets the GOP will not forget if tech and social media companies turn over personal information of people who may have been connected with the attack on the U.S. Capitol. For now, a Democratic-led House committee has requested that those companies preserve that information. CBS's Chris Van Cleve says D.C. is also bracing for a rally in a few weeks that's expected to bring out supporters of those who've been charged. CBS News has learned from a federal law enforcement source hundreds are expected to attend. Capitol Police have requested mutual aid from partner agencies to supplement its manpower, specifically requesting civil disturbance unit trained officers from other agencies in the Washington, D.C. area. Three police officers and two paramedics in suburban Denver have been indicted on manslaughter and other charges in the 2019 death of Elijah McClain. CBS's Allison Keyes says the confrontation came after a 911 call labeled the 23-year-old black man suspicious. He was put in a chokehold and paramedics arrived and injected him with ketamine, more than one and a half times the dose for his body weight. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser. Each of the five defendants face one count of manslaughter and one count of criminally negligent homicide. The police union says there's no evidence the officers caused McLean's death. A federal bankruptcy judge has approved a historic settlement for the opioid maker Purdue Pharma. CBS's Steve Futterman. Under the plan, the Sackler family, owners of Purdue Pharma, will pay more than $4 billion to settle around 3,000 lawsuits. But the family will also be shielded from any future lawsuits. And that bothers some, like this man, whose son died from OxyContin. I don't think they feel the pain. They need to feel the pain that these parents feel. Members of the Sackler family have been accused of intentionally hiding the addictive nature of OxyContin. And the legal drama may not be over. Some states that have balked at the deal are threatening an appeal. 
When it comes to auto accidents, sometimes it's not the driver, it's what they're driving. If every car driven by a teen had all available crash prevention technology, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety estimates that three-quarters of all fatal crashes could be prevented or mitigated. Researcher Alex Mueller. We want people to be more aware of the technologies that exist that could help their teen drivers. Including automatic braking, blind spot detection, and technologies that can limit young drivers' speed. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. A 24-year-old Illinois woman faces charges for trying to use a fake vaccination card to skirt COVID rules in Hawaii. For one thing, the word Moderna on the card was spelled wrong with an A instead of an O. And the card indicated the shots were administered in Delaware, far from her home. Officials checked. No record of her there. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.